Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another uh, episode of The Bridge. We was having a little technical difficulties. That's why we're coming on a little late this evening. But we're ready to uh, kick it off and get started. I'm with your co-host, James Howard, joined by my fellow uh, co-host, Chef Irish. And we have a guest, a recurring guest. Detron people's joining us this evening. So go ahead. You have something to um, say, Ari, to the folks before we get started? All right, go first or Detron go first? <laughs> Detron can go first, you know? Hmm, you know. Uh, no, you, you're already I, talking. I, I have nothing to say, but hello. Good evening. I'll just keep it and simple, man. Yeah, <laughs> Chef Ari here. Yeah, South Florida. Um, you know, heard on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show Mondays about 9.30. So, you know, here to cook and and also to feed on some knowledge from, you know, cool peeps. So, hope you guys out there having fun. Welcome, welcome. Okay, Detroit. Yeah, somebody's asking me, what's the link for the, for the, for the thing tonight? So, I was like, uh, look for... Uh, they on Facebook or yeah, I think so. Yeah, Facebook. You tell them um, you're plugged in. Go oh, to okay. the, oh, yeah. Plugged in. Yeah. All right. So this is my intro. Hey, what's up, everybody? Recurring guest. Uh, just your friendly neighborhood financial specialist here, <laughs> looking to give my two cents. So we can make it into a dollar. <laughs> That's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, be a good person and follow protocol and look through this. Uh, oh, 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 Irie, Irie, I know what you. Uh, um, what the day is? We was gonna as I, our Caribbean uh, spokesperson. Caribbean spokesperson, man, that's a lot of pressure, man. That's a lot of pressure, bro. You got to do it for all the peoples. <laughs> well, today, you know, it's like it's a really cool day. It's it's uh, Haitian Flag Day, and everybody, you know, for, you know, why Haitian Flag Day? Why a Flag Day? Um, but you know, as you know, we in the Caribbean, you know, we we love our culture. We love historical aspects about our culture, and we are always highlighting and showcasing different aspects of our culture um, and, you know, the historical aspects of our culture. And this today is, you know, um, one of them for my Haitian brothers and sisters um, who are celebrating their culture as well as the flag of their country, um, Haiti. Um, you know, so the flag was adopted, I think, in 1803 on this day. So every day, every year since, 
Um, it has been Haitian Flag Day, and it's definitely a, a not only a sign of pride, um, but you know evolution as well. Uh, La Fête for La was it? I forget, I forget what it what it what it what it says. It will come back to me, but it means strength in unity. The French uh, strength in unity, um, and of course, you know, a lot of those things had the strength in unity. You know, helped to help them overcome. You know, their victories. You know, defeating you know the French, you know Napoleon, and all those peoples. Yes. So today people are celebrating and it also starts sort of like the rest of the week of festivities. And um, this is also Haitian Heritage Month. May is Haitian Heritage Month. So lots of lots of festivities are taking place um, right now and Haitian Flag Day is one of them. Okay. okay. Viva la Haiti. Okay, okay. So um, we're going to dive into this little quick little list of shortage in the U.S. labor force. Do we, I'm like, of course there's a shortage. We're in the middle of a, a, a epidemic. We're trying to come out of an epidemic because I, I was in Lowe's today and I was like, they took down the, the sign that people need to wear their masks. In the store, we're on the honor system now. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> the honor system. No, but is that God. the question? Is there a shortage in the labor? Well, it's saying that that that, 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 that there's a shortage in the labor force, and I'm, I'm like, people nowadays really don't want to. When you think about labor force, are they talking about? a regular job or a blue collar job where you have to actually get out there and uh, do some, some type of manual labor. So, well, labor force participation is about the amount of working age Americans that are actively either working or looking for work. So when you look at the percentage of our population that's of age to work, what percentage of that is actually a part of the labor force? So that's what it's referring to. It has been historically low since 2008. It has not recovered going all the way back to the stock market crash way back when we was coming out of Iraq and Afghanistan and we were transitioning from um, Bush to Obama. So it's, it's been bad since then. So when we when they publish the unemployment rate on the first Friday of every month, what they're telling us is the U3 employment rate, which does not take into consideration people who are working part time but want to work full time. And it's also not counting anybody who's been out of work for longer than, I think, 30 or 45 days. So that's the number that's given to the public. Now, what the politicians and the economists look at is the U6 labor, you know, em, you know, employment rate, which takes into account the amount of adults who are working part-time, who would like to work full-time, and the people who have been unemployed for longer than 30 days. So that number is always higher than was actually published, which I think is finally down to 10% right now. So that's really the true 
unemployment rate for America. So the labor force participation rate is low is because really what we have is a lot of people who've been unemployed for so long, they're not being counted anymore. So that's the issue or that's where the, the wordplay is. Well, because I would say that's definitely wordplay because how many people have been without a job since last year? <laughs> Right. From what you're describing, after two or three months, they weren't counting them anymore. Yeah, they're not counting anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, but the number is still growing, but they're not counting these people that's that's already been unemployed. Right. So that's why I was like, when you look at this subject, it matters, well, which number you look at. If you just look at what they say on television, this is the unemployment rate. And I think it went up to 6.1. So if you look at that, then yeah, is there that's not counting everybody. But that's, again, that's just a number that's given to the public. Economists and Wall Street and the politicians, they look at the real unemployment, the U6 number. So mm -hmm. which is public information, but you have to know it's there. You have to go look for it. You know what I mean? To find out what's really behind, you know, the scenes. And the Department of Labor breaks down, you know, the you know the participation and the unemployment rate by race as well. So our numbers is black folks haven't been below ten percent since two thousand and eight. Um, I think you know under the you know when COVID hit, the pandemic happened, our unemployment rate jumped to almost twenty percent, something like that. So it's always two to three times, you know, what the publicized you know national unemployment rate is, um, but. Yeah. So in all honesty, because every month they talk about, you know, the unemployment rate, truthfully, the unemployment number should actually go up as a real sign that the economy is getting better, because that would mean people who are not being counted are now actively looking for jobs, getting in a registered way that they recognize that, hey, the amount of people that are looking for work, the percentage of the population that's of age to work is actually trying to work it would show that that number is actually there's more people and because there's more people the unemployment rate will actually go up first you know what i mean but because of politics if the unemployment rate goes up who's ever the president is going to get knocked for having bad policies and because the whole public has been conditioned to think it's only supposed to go down and if it goes up that means something bad is happening but truthfully that's not the way macroeconomics works you know what I mean? Not in this case, because you have so many people on the sidelines. They come off the sidelines and get counted. The unemployment rate will go up first before it starts to find a new norm. Okay, I got Hope you. that I, makes sense. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, um, so Ira, you have any take on it? or? <laughs> I listen to you guys, you know, something, and I'm having a hard time here because for some reason I just can't get the volume um, for, on the phone to go up. Um, but yeah, just yeah, I'll just listen in for right now until I can uh, kind of come back here. Okay, so I'm gonna go to the the next little the update on uh, Andrew Brown. Um. They release, they released the videotape today. I, I haven't seen it. I just heard the family talk about it. 
and the attorneys and saying that from what they saw on the tape, it does not um, it does not uh, um, show what the police describe and what the state attorney has been describing as what uh, as hap- as happening what happened on during, on that day. So, well, I'm I'm just waiting to see the tape because you know I, I I believe I just can't take everybody word for it. You know, you got I got to see it for myself too. But we uh-huh. know we know how situations happen, and I'm like, I'm skeptical because you, if the man was coming at you, how you got shot, how he got shot in the back of the head. So I mean, I've seen the whatever what was posted today. Um, not I guess the full end that the court was supposed to release. I, I didn't see that, but what 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 has been playing on the news? So they basically show from body cam when they were pulling up to the house from before they even got to the house. They were you know the body cam of all of the cops that were in the back of the truck or whatever it is that they drove. So it shows them come all the way up to the house, and they all jump out of the the truck, and, back of the know, truck, rush the driveway and he was sitting in the car in the driveway as they come up to the car started to surround the car he reverses the car and they still you know and they're they're shouting commands and then he puts the car in drive turns the car to the left to go across an open field and as he is driving away, they sh- they fire the shots. They fire shots at him. So basically, the shots were it fired at the rear of the vehicle, um, and that's what caused, from what you're looking at, causes him to you know he he crashes the crashes the car, and then they you know they go over to the car and pull him out, and they said you know to render assistance or whatever. Um, so I'm not sure if. All of that has is how it played out. If there's any part of it that's been, you know, for, I, I I can't tell you, but I, I can only speak from what I saw today on um, on the news. Um, so when the district, not the district, the, yeah, the, 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 the attorney general or the district, the, 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 his, his, you know, saying that he felt that the officers were justified because he was adamant in trying to point out that Mr. Brown was using the car as a weapon. Um, and, you know, basically people see it differently. Um, he see all these people, you know, jumping out of a truck with, you know, with high, high less, you know, weapons. You know, I don't know if there were, there were marked police or what. I don't, you know, I can't say. He said they were. And so basically... You know, he was trying, you know, to whether to to leave the scene or what have you. So that's what happened. That that's what the, the video shows. Um so why he got shot in the back of the head, because I guess the video shows him driving away and they all started firing at the back of the car. Hmm. My problem with, with what you just said is if he was using a uh car as a weapon and he's going away from you. How do you justify shooting at the car? That's the only thing I I say. 
that's that's my so only that, thought. At this point, he's no he's no longer a threat to you. So I guess that would yeah. be the, the the point. Um, and when you listen to the DA speak, you know, basically he was saying, you know, the warrant was to arrest him and come hell or high water. They were not going to let him go. So, you know, list of people, it was, you know, um, dead or alive, basically. You know, in their head, we're going to get him one way or the other. We're going to catch this man. And so whether we whether he come, we get him alive or we kill him, that's how, that's, you know, you know, that's the vibe that you got. Yeah, because I thought that, that it wasn't no arrest warrant. It was just a search warrant. No, it was it was an arrest and search warrant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So uh, we're going to move right on to uh, Dante Wright. But, you know, before you get into Dante Wright, because mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, this guy that you're talking about, I'm totally detached from this that particular case. What's the mm-hmm. name? Andrew Brown? Yeah. So like, I, I haven't watched anything, haven't heard anything, so I don't have an opinion about that case specifically because I know nothing, I haven't seen nothing, right? But I'm curious because I'm listening to, you know, I re-describe it. Okay, he was in the car, he backed out, he drove. Okay. So whether the police shot it his car or whether we want police to shoot at cars period when any suspect is fleeing i think ultimately is going to at some point that has to be the question i think for policing to improve because if we always go about for each particular case that comes up and we're asked to pick a side and choose okay what's right for each particular case i think it just keeps the subject stale and it keeps all progress really just going backwards because there is no progress and mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, there would be some, like, I don't want it to where every time there's a police involved shooting and the person that dies is black, that, you know, the thought process is let's look to see if it's worth putting on TV. And even if we don't, if we need, even if we know that this is going to get justified in the end, we can hype it up in the beginning because we can get some clicks, we can get some ads, we can make some money, we can get mm-hmm. some traffic, we can generate a buzz because all this stuff is marketable to Click. media. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I want at some point the conversation to evolve to, okay, well, how do we want policing to look overall? You know what I mean? So why, so why, so what's wrong? What does it look like to have some sort of national standard or understanding? You know what I'm saying? You know, the military goes abroad and handles other people's military. And they have, while the different branches will, you know, have different training, there's some there's some uniformity to, okay, if you are a soldier, you're a soldier, and there's some, mm-hmm. you know, there's some, you know, there, there's something that's, you know, that's that's consistent, you know what I mean? And for all these different agencies, it's like all these different little armies that have all these different nuances to how they do things, and different states have all these different rules. I just, it's so fragmented. I just don't see how we can finally get past this, because we want to deal with race. This is one of the things we have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like policing is a big influence to the racial issue in this in this country. You know what I mean? We got in the uproar when the girl got shot by the officer, and then we saw the video that like, oh she was actually trying to stab people. You know what I mean? And then it was crickets, quiet. You know what I mean? So I don't know if this guy tried to run over anybody. I don't know, but you know what I mean. I think there has to be at some point the conversation has to go to what does policing look like and 
how do we as a people monitor police because it is toxic and poisonous for us to sit up here and take every case with a little bit of information and assume it was search and destroy you know slave hunting type you know shit going on because that ain't the case all the time you know what i'm saying yeah like, and that, that, that's what i agree that's why i said to me i don't care if you was white black asian whatever if you was going if you was going away from the situation was it necessary to shoot at that car and it was going in the opposite direction of you but you're saying that you was you were scared and you was in danger but it's moving away from you right and then we see so many videos when you know white folks is behind the wheel and cutting up and driving away and mm-hmm. ramming cars they're like you only shot no shots yet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. like where all this restraint come from so it's so inconsistent mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's like when we're the one shot at you're kind of like you're not surprised because it's almost like that's the way we're used to policing being done mm-hmm. but then when we see a video where they're cutting up too and they're not shot at we're also not surprised because we're used to be that's that's the way you know policing is done as so, we say as we say if they was black they would have been dead yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely so um you know and i don't know what point do we as a community start talking about the you know like like if they got you they got you mm-hmm. like we got we got to fight it out in court <laughs> you know what i'm saying like 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 it's like you ain't winning in the streets with the police officer mm-hmm. you know what i mean Period. you're not winning you're not winning you know or, or 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 the trap that georgia has set up right now have y'all seen the, the law that you can use physical force if you feel like you're being unlawfully arrested you can fight a police officer what that's yes. a whole heap of, that's a whole heap of trouble right there man. yes i didn't i did not hear that see that like huh okay can you drop that in the chat? Because mm-hmm. they just passed. I'm like, boy, if that ain't the trap. <laughs> and and you see that there are, I think there are a total of 19 states right now um, about that. It's definitely in the, in the teens. States that do not require you to have a concealed weapons license in order to carry a handgun mm-hmm. on your person. So I know Texas yeah. recently made news about, you know, uh, propositioning that. And it's supposed to, I think, go to one of their legislative legislative bodies, and then it'll go to the governor, possibly. But if it passes, they'll just be like number twenty. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I find it very interesting that while the the conversation around stricter gun laws might dominate the headlines, what's actually happening and dominating action is actually the the polar opposite. You know what I mean? Of what's being said. So like now you don't even have to have a license to carry a gun. And now you're saying this thing in Georgia. So it was like the shit sounded like the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I'm trying to get rich and move to Jamaica. It's beginning to be <laughs> <laughs> my 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 thing is I'm saying to to black folks, don't y'all fall for that okie doke. <laughs> don't y'all fall for the okie doke talking about because I said they gonna do their best to fit to show that the law, the arrest was a, uh, a lawful arrest, and then what you got? You got new charges. <laughs> you Man. got assault on a law enforcement officer. 
you know, and that's a, that's that's a uh, that's an even worse charge for can't most people. Ain't in the streets. Mm -hmm. Ain't settled in the streets. <laughs> yeah, but um, we're gonna move right along into this. Oh, right, we we didn't even um cover uh uh um right and Miss uh Kim Porter the update that they have found probable cause to charge her in the in the, the his is um the execution of him or the killing of him and right. I'm like I'm still on the on the thing hey when you grab it it feels totally different than a handgun <laughs> so when you grab that weapon you should have realized oh instantly Oh, this is not my this is not my taser. Man, they wear one opposite sides of the hip, don't they? Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. supposed to be on your less dominant side. Right. And that video I did see, you know, from the time he was out of the car, he was actually trying to put the handcuffs on him. So I saw him, you know, jump in the car and try to get away. Now that I saw. So she was definitely, you know, negligent to say the least. You know what I mean? I wouldn't go as far as to say, oh, she's racist and she just hates black people, nothing like that. But she was definitely negligent, and that's not a mistake you can afford to make. Great power comes great responsibility. You're given charge to be able to detain someone, um, totally, you know, inflict your lawful authority over their American civil rights. You know what I mean? And you can actually, you have a license to kill um, if, you know, you know, and it's your word for what happened is going to take precedence over, you know, so much more. Um, so, yeah, she should have known better. She wasn't a rookie. You can see in the video before she took aim to fire that, you know, bitch, you holding a gun in your hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, ain't no damn taser. You know what I mean? This is damn Glock. Look at the square, you mm -hmm. know, on this thing, this black metal. You know, this is a gun. So yeah, yeah. My, th my thing is. Stop hiring officers. I'm not gonna say you're a racist, but stop hiring officers that are scared. And the least little thing, you, the you, is fear and afraid. If you're afraid to do your job, you should not be on the job. Mm -hmm. True that. And, true that. <laughs> and I feel like it's a lot more officers. That are afraid, but but it's also an easy justification to to uh to justify you know any wrongdoing. You know, you always hear, well, you know, I feared for my life. You know, hence, you know, me putting eight bullets into you, fourteen bullets or whatever it is. Um. You know, but at, and as you said before, you know, you see other instances where, you know, people coming at you with ch like literally, literally chainsaws, knives, you know, even guns. And they, you know, and, they, and they, they, they get to walk back inside. Some of them don't even get arrested. Hell, we yeah. see people commit mass murder mm -hmm. and get arrested. So you know you're going after a killer. This motherfucker just shot 25 people. This, this person just killed children. You know what and, I mean? So and, there's and, anybody and, you should be afraid of. <laughs> and, and take them to Burger King. 
Right. <laughs> Take down the yes, burger. Sir. Yes, sir. You just killed a bunch of people, but uh, you hungry? Hungry? <laughs> mm, go. Let's go on by here and get you a double waffle or something, because you're gonna you're gonna be in the cell for a while. So <laughs> let me get you something to eat. <laughs> Ridiculous. 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 Mm -hmm. So let's move right along before we jump into the main topic. The Capitol and this uh this holiday they had on the sixth, the parade that they had, you know, because it was it wasn't no insurrection, it wasn't anything, they were just a, a, a tourist on, on a tourist site. They were just going to see. See, see the Capitol, and they knocked on a couple of doors. Asked the, asked the people to come out. Let's talk to. They wanted to talk. They wanted to meet they, they, they political people that was holding office. Well, you know, it's the same thing when little Stevie McMichael's steals the car is joyriding. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying when Detron. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, when Detron and Tyrone steal a car, it's, it's Grand Theft Auto. Auto. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, tomato, tomato. You know, it is this, you know, one one is um one has an opioid addiction and one's just a junkie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One appears on intervention, other one appears on scared straight. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or that other show, Cops. <laughs> there you go. Cops. When Cops. it was on. Right, 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 right. So, but what do you what do you want? They want to soften up their base to, you know, they're they're trying to see how excited people will be for Trump to make a return. You know what I mean? So before they sell him out, they want to know exactly how much pull he has. Mm -hmm. So Justin can, and clearly he still has juice. So you talking down the severity of the insurrection is a little bit of political safety net, you know, if you're a Republican. You know what I mean? So they're just playing the game. Nobody believes what the fuck they say when it mm -hmm. comes to these politicians anyway. So, you know, they're all full of shit. <laughs> Pardon Which, my friend. Uh, you know, yeah, I guess what was coming out was that you know, from last year, from the impeachment and everything, you know, they were saying that um, possible members of Congress would have voted, Republican members of Congress would have voted for the impeachment. Were saying that they were being, their lives were being threatened by the by the voters. Um, you know, that they were, they thought they were going to be murdered. You know, if they, they um. They voted to impeach and convict, um, you know. But you know, we don't see no proof for that. It could be all just be here, you know. They just say that just because. And um, but yes, you're right. It's political theater. Um, but it can't it can't allow? I don't I don't know how they allow that to happen. You know. Um, they don't want to have. They don't want to to put the um the commission together. Um, the minority speaker coming out wants you know for them to not do it. 
trying to do everything in it, you know, to, for it not to happen. But you know, I think, you know, I guess as we're going into the next the next topic, I guess, you know, Republican or Democratic, what have you, you know, seeing what, you know, Democrats do or what they are, are what they don't do, um, it does always seem like, you know, they're being, you know, they're being wimpy, you know, and Republicans don't give a shit, you know, if they say we're going to tear this wall down, they're going to tear this wall down. You know, we said they're going to, you know, not allow black people to vote by any means necessary. They're going to find every every way, you know, which way to do that. And, they, you know, as we can see, they're, they're enacting all these laws to do that. But they'll say it's, it, it, it's something else, you know. Um, so I think I think the American people deserve to know just like how. Ooh, I'm I'm on my computer. <laughs> well, yeah, just like the American people need to know, you know, know what know what's going on, and um, you know, they need to have this commission. And I think a lot of people, a lot of Republicans, are scared of what 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 would come out, because I think a lot of them were complicit. You know, a lot a lot of them were complicit in what happened. You know, before, during, and after. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, and that, that 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 is to say that you were of the belief that if a commission was formed, it would actually come out and definitively say that not only was it an insurrection, but it was instigated, propagated by the former president. And if they couldn't impeach him, how the H E double hockey sticks. With a commission, <laughs> commission come back months later. I don't know if they will come out and definitively say that. And but say that you know, it was an um, insurrection. It is. It, I think a commission would be more just. It would be content for twenty four seven news media, and that is all. It'd just yep. be a little circus. Circus. It is a circus show, right? It is a circus show. A dog and pony show. Circus. Yeah, it's a, it's a circus. Circus. Show. circus. Circus. Yeah. I feel sorry for those who 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 stay tuned to you know their one channel. You know what I mean? And, and memorize all the lines. You know what I mean? So like, uh, you know, sometimes at night by ten o'clock comes on. I'm sitting down and say, okay, it's 10 o'clock. I have to be sitting down now on the sofa, you know, about to turn on the TV or whatever. You know what? I got 15 minutes for entertainment. So I watched the opening minutes of CNN and Fox just to hear what the hell these people are talking about and what bullshit that they're feeding their base. Um, and I could, you know, after about 15 minutes, I get enough and okay, I'm tuned out because then it's all monologue for all the speaking points afterwards for all these so-called experts and their sarcasm or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's pointless. I, I think uh, I'm jumping the gun to the main subject. You know, doesn't matter Republican or Democrat. No, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's why we're segueing right into that. <laughs> with with the state of the country and this dog and pony show that they're they're giving the people, is it necessary to have? only two political parties 
for the major, for the majority of the government. Because do we even have anybody that's in another party that's is sitting in the office, in a federal, federal office? Not really. I think everybody is either you're a Republican, Democrat, or independent, or maybe you, you are I.E. libertarian. Or something like that. So, you know, yeah. Okay. Um. Uh-huh. What is Bernie Sanders called? He's not. He's a. Oh, he's a Democrat socialist. A socialist Democrat. Mm-hmm. He's, he's actually independent right now. Oh. The only one. But see, that's not a political party. That, that that's not a political party being independent. That just say you can't you can't make up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the problem. Why we got to choose between them two? So but I'm saying, I'm just, I'm just saying, third party. Yeah, I'm saying, government. You know, actually participation and allowing this third party, whatever, 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 and people who are regard themselves as Democrat or people who regard themselves as Republican. I think it would take years to get enough people who identify with one party to open their mind up to and actually participate in some sort of vote or movement to actually officially form a third party. You know what I mean? But then the third party is like, well, what would those ideas be? Because to me, Democrats are, and the Republicans are just polar opposites of each other. So for a third party to make sense, it would have to be something in the middle in between. And we're requiring people to use common sense to attain heights that um, require um, greed and self-indulgence. Well, I would say, say, say that I feel like they're one and the same because the Democrats, historically, the Democratic Party comes from the Republican Party. And I'm like, they still have the, the core values uh, of, uh, of a Republican. They just talk about it different. They go about it different, you know. But at the at the at the same at the same point, at the same point, they do not. They nothing has changed from from Democrats being in in, in charge. We still had the same problems. We still had the same issues. And if they were so much on our side, why? has nothing really changed. I agree a thousand percent. One thousand percent. Left and right wing, same bird. Mm-hmm. Take both take both wings to fly. Right. <laughs> so it take Absolutely. both wings to hold us back. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny when I watched my Fox CNN, you know, um simulcast or whatever to hear the opening remarks whether it's from Don Lemon or Cuomo or Tucker Carlson, freaking idiot, um, or um, or Hannity, right? It's like they'll talk about the same subjects, but like you said, it's like two sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? Just the spin that they put on it um, is so polar opposite, and it's just, everything's just created to get you to just feel like the other parties just got it all wrong. Mm-hmm. And 
And I and whenever I try to engage someone in like an intellectual conversation, if they're diehard about their party, they always distract by talking about something else, a totally unrelated topic. But you know what I mean? It's like because this topic now might I might agree with you here. It might reflect a, what the Republicans say. Then it's like, well, how can you disagree with the Republicans on this if you agree with the Republicans on that? So it's like it's an all or nothing game. When you're talking to people who are, you know, you know, politically minded, you know what I mean, and I, I think that's the destructive point we're at, you know, with just these two parties, mm-hmm. and that's why nothing gets done. I agree with you because there, there is is to the point, like you said, if a Republican believe in this, Democrats say it's bad, and it, and it's like. And you don't even go and look at the issues. You're just going off the Democrats saying it's bad and vice versa. If a mm-hmm. Republicans say that the, something that the Democrats are doing bad, the rest of the Republicans not going to do it, not look at it. They're just going to assume that it's bad. Look look at the, the people that um follow Trump. They don't mm. they don't find the real information. They just say, well, Donald said it must be true. Right. It's party over everything. Let me ask ask a question. So, you know, you both both said, you know, they both are, you know, I guess around the same coin, the same side of the the coin. They do the same thing. You know, we still have the same problems, the same issues. But as it stands today, today in this, you know, at, at as politics stands today, I wouldn't. I. I. My opinion is, we. It. It just be far worse under a Republican. A Republican uh, uh, government, and it was. It. It. It got trashed last four years, and I know it was. Go, it was heading to be trashier and crazier. Um, you know, that's just. That's just my opinion. You know, in terms of. What we see happen, what we see not happening, um, and yes, you know, when you listen to those shows, yeah, what is one extreme, you know, to the other, um, but when I listen to and you know what's happening and what I see, you know, the blockades that going up, all of it is not because of Trump. All of it is not because of Trump. Okay, and. You know the GLP is just basically like fucking. We don't, you know, we don't really care. They're gonna, they, they, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch said, you know, from back in um, Obama days, you know, I'm gonna make this man a one-term president, and basically he's come out and, you know, in in essence, wanted to do the same thing, you know, that they were just, they're just helping and just being this, um, um, what's the word I was looking for, um. You know they don't. They don't want to do, to have anything. You know, pretty much go through. Even if it can help the people, you know, they're just hell bent on being obstructive. You know, that's their plan: being obstructive. You know, deny everything, try not to pass nothing, even if it seems like it will help the people. You know, and to me, that just that that doesn't sit right. And I think they're you know when you look at what the other party does, um, some of the you know. I believe that, you know, there's more things that are being done to help the American people 
than what you know anybody that refutes you know that you know what you know the two party system you know is good for or not um i think right now one is more destructive than the other um and that is the minority side right now um because that's what they're hell bent on uh, is to destroying everything they don't seem like they're willing to burn everything you know to the ground because they are not in power and if they're in power uh, their sole purpose is to remain in power and they'll do whatever it takes to remain in power, which means destroying, i.e., quote unquote, you know, whatever democracy that we have, you know, um, that's just that's just my take. Is you know, when you talk to a hardcore Republican, you know, they adamantly feel that, yes, there is one side that's worse than the other. And for them, that side that's worse is the Democrats, you know what I mean? But everybody's like judging bad, you know, differently. You know what I'm saying? So if having health care, Obamacare was important to you, then yes, Republicans keeping party would have been worse because you would have lost your health care. Now, if you talk to a Republican right now, well, was bad or what the Democrats are doing that's making it worse is more of um, definitely on the social side because you have like these um, the transgender issue and their participation in sports for example is a hot button topic mm-hmm. um, you know so th- that's one thing the Republicans say is making it worse and although it's not Joe Biden's fault you know the current inflation and gas prices and just the overall national debt that's a result of the continued stimulus, they will say is what makes the Democrats worse because on a national level, it's gonna have more significant impacts and greater ripple effects down the road. Whereas Democrats look at, well, who's putting hands in the money of regular everyday people? So they, it depends on how you judge it as to you know what's, you know who's really bad. For me, because I'm independent, and I hear both sides like that. You know, I think they're both inefficient and incomplete. So when it comes to really touching the masses versus just the big businesses or the poorest of the poor, but those who are who you would call middle class and responsible, you know, you know, just whatever, who, you know, make too much money for welfare, but definitely, you know, still broke, you know what I mean? They're sort of left out on both sides, you know what I mean? And it's more of a, you know, that socioeconomic block, regardless of their color, you know, is almost voting voting based on principles, you know, who they think is right. But D-Tron, they don't get nothing. But I would say that's the, that's the side that they pit against everybody, is that middle class and fear in fear of losing and becoming that lower class and being taxed when a greater portion of the tax should be put on that upper class. And they use they 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 use the uh they 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 use the middle class white white American in fear of 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 blacks. They they use that to uh Oh, if they move in your neighborhood, the now that they it's gonna depreciate. Who said it's gonna depreciate? Right, 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 right. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. 
So, right, that's from the Republican side. Fear of, you know, black people coming into your area. Mm-hmm. The Democrats, though, for me, they take advantage of our fear of actually being independent. The Democrat message to me, especially to black folks, promotes one of dependence. Mm -hmm. Give us the power, vote for us, and we will make it all right. We will do this for you. You know what I mean? On the Republican side, their attitude is about being independent. Now, however, they don't care about black people. You know what I'm saying? However, theoretically, that message of independence, that culture of independence, I think is something that black people need. Mm-hmm. And we need to break, break away from this dependence on our elected officials to do things for us. Because I think the do things, we, we still narrow it down to, okay, what they actually did for us, gave to us what they produced, what we were able to take away or walk away with versus doing something to create an environment so I could do this shit on my own, just get out my way. You know, I want to run, I'm a runner too. So make sure there are no potholes on my track. I don't need you to give me the trophy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? I will stitch together my own uniform and I'll train but get the bottles and the potholes and the grass off my track. So I'm mm-hmm. with everybody else. You know what I mean? And then let me start at the same starting line versus being 10 feet back. Exactly. 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 Because if you put me 10 feet back and that, then, you know, you barter for me with assistance with my time because of this and that, it comes with stipulations that I find still hold us back. You know what I mean? I think some of the things that they offer are so surface. You know what I mean? It sounds good on paper because they made this available. Like even if they talk about making money available for black businesses, yeah, they might've voted to pass this legislation or whatever to make money available. But then we look at them, well, how you get the money? Well, shit, we pay you back. So you gotta sit up here and front all the dough yourself you know what I mean? To participate in this program and then we'll reimburse you. Knowing that we ain't got it like that. Or like people ain't got it like that. You mm-hmm. know I mean? So you win the social, the moral battle because publicly you pass this and say you're giving this and that available for so-and-so. Knowing you know, with a rubber meets the road, you know what I mean? Only the certain people are going to get it. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the prime example uh, during this is the PPP um, how it was set up and how corporate America was getting was getting um, a bigger share and black and small businesses wasn't getting anything. Which one you gonna jump on, Irie? <laughs> oh. Uh, I thought that was your twin brother. <laughs> uh, let me get out, let me get off the phone. <laughs> let me I'll get you. <laughs> yeah, but uh I mean you know made me lose what I was saying. Just about the PPP. Yeah, the and PPP. Like this is not, you know, being set up or able to get access to the funds or get a greater share. Yes. 
because now you're like, you, oh, you have to have a certain amount of credit. If you're trying to build a business and you and you're operating off credit, you might not have all that credit you need right then to get the PPP. You and then it's like, oh, how you how you how you determine what a small business is, a business with with uh with um no more than 500 employees to some people that's a large business <laughs> well <laughs> that just goes to show you know terms of relative mm -hmm. because you know to the banks to wall street mm -hmm. 500 employees is small you know what i mean now mind you when you look at the employed in america the majority of the employed come from businesses that are small that mm -hmm. have 500 less people so they employ the majority of folks however you know who pays you know the most money you know for those who are making you know money you know so you know where that's you know coming from but i was saying for all the black business owners entrepreneurs self-employed persons if you try to get eidl if you try to get ppp and it didn't work for you, even if you got a little bit, this should have been a great learning experience because you just got eight years of business school education and going through the process to get this paperwork together. And you should have been able to identify exactly what you're not categorizing properly, what you're not labeling properly, what you're not filing in order to be recognized mm -hmm. by the authorities as a legit viable, viable institution. You know what I'm saying? So this is stuff that you probably don't even learn in business school. Anyway, so you just got a hundred thousand dollar education going through this process. If nothing else, because something else will happen again. You know what I mean? And the foundation has been laid. This is going to be what happens. You know what I'm saying? Some major shit happens. We got bailouts for the big boys, but then hey, we could do some stuff for the small people too, because the government has debt. And this is a great way for them to put their hands in our pockets. You know what I'm saying? Because if it ain't forgiven, you got to pay it back. And if it's a loan, that's what you got. You got to sit up here and run us our money. And we ain't going to let you off the hook. You know what I mean? And if it really gets short, we'll just garnish your wages. Then on your job, we will sit up here and take away your tax refund. We might put a lien on your house. But the government, they can do whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? You own paperwork. Like child support. You own papers. Or worse, you on parole, you on papers. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was it was a great learning opportunity, I think, for, for many people. And I think the a big wake up for us is that we got to stop thinking small, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people out there with legitimate businesses, and they make money, but they don't want to pay taxes. So... It's funny how, because we run down on, because you made a comment about how the people who make more money should be paying more in taxes, but it's a whole bunch of people who make, you know, regular money, middle-class money, who don't pay as much taxes as they should, because, like, if you work for yourself, even if you just making $50,000, which is, you know, about average middle-class income, whatever, corporate America pay, but you're making it yourself, part of the thing you're trying to win at is not pay taxes on the $50,000 that you made. You know what I mean? I was at American Express and made $50,000. I paid taxes on $50,000. They took their taxes first. But if I work for myself and make fifty, dollars I get to spend my money first and pay taxes later. 
You know what I mean? And I can sit up here and talk on my account or whatever. Well, I got these kids, so how much I need to claim as income, you know, to get the maximum refund plus this credit plus this credit. Well, and I'm going to write all this stuff off when we keep our incomes low for that benefit because we're thinking about the short term and the now. And, you know, that's small in the grand scheme of things. You know what I'm saying? And doing stuff like that keeps a lot of us from being able to buy houses because then we try to buy a house and we ain't claiming enough income, even though we got the money. You know what I mean? So this is just stuff in the game that, you know, we got to learn that, you know, it's outside politics, you know what I mean? But if we get our shit together, then we can sit up here and donate to a campaign, you know what I mean, that we want to get the person at the local level that we want, you know what I mean, to do things, you know, in our cities that we live in, municipalities that we frequent, where we do our business, where we shop, where we live, where we pay taxes, where our kids go to school, you know what I mean? And then we can start getting things done on those small local levels. And then we could just build, you know what I mean? We can take the power if we take the time. Okay. So let's spin this back on to the to the um how do you feel the the party system is affecting that? So the Republicans obviously, you know, are all you know big companies almost like trickle-down effect. Give the people who make the most money the biggest tax breaks, give the corporations these tax breaks so they can reinvest, they can create jobs. And it's going to, that's what's going to keep America moving. Okay, so, well, if you do that, you run into that same issue because when there's a contract available or there's assistance available, you know, the small companies that would be minority-owned, because my focus is on us, you know what I mean? We can't take advantage of those programs because we don't have the capital to 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 fund everything that needs to be done in order for us to participate so we're left out there but then on the democrat side i don't really know what it is what they want to do i mean they talk about the poorest of the poor and the most disenfranchised and that's about it outside of that you know some infrastructure stuff or i, I really don't know and you know it's like like okay education make school available they want you know for you know school kids and preschool and mothers and i mean like i mean that's helpful that's useful but in regards to us getting our shit together and being independent you know what i mean does that really help in that regard not really so that's why i say the parties are ineffective because their speaking points and what they focus on the top is of the top the top 10 percent or the bottom 10 percent seems to be their focus. So everybody's at 80% in between, there's nothing for us. So I think that's the hurt of the two-party system. You know what I mean? Because I think it's like the American conscience is divided over, well, who should be helped? Should it be the top 10 who create everything or should it be the bottom 10 who don't have anything? You know what I mean? And that's a hard question to answer because there's a ton of money available in this country, but for the money goes to people, it's almost like we got to prove that it's not your fault. You know, and I, mean? I and I, I agree with you because I was just talking about this the other day, especially when I, I tell a person that I'm recognized as a Republican, mm-hmm. and I and they say, uh, "Well, why is that?" Because I say that Republicans give you the information what they're trying to do, what they're trying to push through. They're going to inform the people in their party. I said, Democrats don't inform you. You don't know what the Democrats want to do. 
until they it's time until it's time to get your vote, then they're gonna tell you something they feel you want. <laughs> and and that and that's the thing. I said, I said one thing that turned me off to the, the Biden when he told the people and he was on the radio, you should you not black if you don't vote for me. What 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 makes you think I got to vote for you? You should be trying to earn my vote instead of just feeling I earn I just owe you an allegiance. Right. <laughs> Right. And that keeps them from having to do anything. So they can do things that are lip service and people feel like, okay, something's happening. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. It's good we got health care. So that was my reason for voting for Biden to keep my health care. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I don't care. You can make $100,000, $200,000 a year. Hospital bed for five nights is 100 grand. <laughs> So, so it'll blow through your money real quick if you don't have health care. So we're supposed to be the richest country in the land. You know what I mean? Other countries who are not as affluent as us, GDP isn't as high as ours, has free health care, you know, to their citizens, you know, have maternity leave and stuff like that. So it's possible it could be done. And they're industrialized nations. So healthcare was my one sticking point outside of that. And, and that's my that's my major issue that inform the people have a game plan don't come to me telling me what giving me lip service as you said just telling me something you feel i want to hear or we're gonna give you jobs we're gonna we're gonna um uh, we're gonna go for police reform we're gonna make it for better for black people no show me Show some me of them the student plan. loans, Joe. Yeah, them student loans, Joe. Mm-hmm. About them student loans, but you know, we're on our own, bro. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It, it. I think certain topics matter, and you know, when the major elections come along, like healthcare was a big issue. So, do you want to keep healthcare or not? And you know, I'm willing as a regular citizen to pay more taxes if it means that everybody has healthcare. Because, I mean, that's I just think that's the right thing to do. And the money is there. You know what I mean? Um, the antagonistic tone against free health care is stemmed to racist traditions and beliefs and roots. I don't think the majority of people are aware of that anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that would be the even group. Like, so to me, like, is everything's meant to be divisive. So I think you can articulate to the public that this attitude about your, your kid being against free health care is tied to when health care was desegregated. And then you had, um, you know, um, black people now being able to get health care. And, you know, obviously this was during a great deal and welfare and stuff came out. Mm-hmm. And they will respect because like, well, I don't want to pay taxes to sit up and make them niggas go to the doctor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's where it started. But now that's been totally shrouded in just the politics of, you know, you should not be paying for the people to have health care. They should just get a job. Mm-hmm. What they don't understand is that when, yeah, health care became desegregated, 
the compromise was yes on the national level we can't segregate everybody's going to get health care but now it came down to the states to decide how that was going to be administered and it came down to okay now you having a job you know what i mean so the job the employment opportunities were still in white people's control so if you were white and racist and didn't want to give a nigga a job then therefore he didn't have no health care then therefore he had to go get on um what do you call it? Med- medicaid yeah you know what i mean there's a government program so now how much is the government spending on this and then now it becomes a political talking point because you spend all this money while these people working but then they have no understanding of how the welfare system was designed by republicans and democrats to make white people dependent on the government and keep them disenfranchised mm-hmm. no different than what the america does to haiti and other countries all around the world to keep them unstable um and and and, and dependent on you know um you know other governments and nations and, and subsidies stuff like that yeah you know what i mean ngos non-governmental organizations you know what i mean that come in and donate all this stuff but because now you flood the you know the their country with all this extra food or clothing you mess up their textile industry you mess up their mm-hmm. agricultural industry you, you know what i mean like so all of that stuff was by design and people miss it so the democrats will promote critical race theory and talk about white supremacy right and they will get credit from us for bringing this to the table. But I think, honestly, they bumble the conversation on purpose because they know they are not going to get the majority of America to sit up here and accept that, oh, because you're white, you're privileged automatically or that white or that America is inherently racist. Yeah. And and that's one of the things that that I, I, I sat here the other day and people were talking. I'm like, at the core, and I'm going to keep saying this. We know at the core, America foundation is on racism. Right. At the core. And if you can't accept that, nothing will ever approve in America. Right. But how do you get people to accept it? The conversation has to be mature. Mm-hmm. So for me, when the Democrats promote critical race theory, it is such a harsh, antagonistic in your face approach that's like saying defund the police means abolish the police mm-hmm. get rid of the police force now you know it can't be that extreme mm-hmm. but you create that argument that as soon as you say the term people are automatically going to be against you mm-hmm. and antagonistic and therefore it ruins any chance of dialogue if you say that you're on this side this is what you are I'm on this side over here. So now the people, when they hear critical race theory, they're not going to sit up here and listen to any academic argument about because I'm white, I'm privileged, and I'm in debt to blacks for because of what happened in the past or America is inherently racist. No, they don't want to accept that type of attitude and persona about their country. And I get that. You know what I'm saying? But for the Democrats not to clean up the conversation, to me is a form of sabotage because they're smart people. You know what I mean? They know better, but they're allowing things to crumble before it even starts because it's just meant to make us feel like they're on our side. They're not really trying to advance or do anything. And that, that's one of my key points in saying about Democrats. They're white supremacists too. Yeah. They're white supremacists too. So 
you have to realize uh the the I tell you, the worst kind of white supremacist is the one that's gonna act like they're against white supremacy when they're along going along with it all along. I I can respect somebody who stand up to my face and tell me they ain't with this. I don't like y'all niggers. <laughs> okay, I know where you're coming from, but not the one that said, Oh, this is racist. They should do something about it. But I'm not going to go out and do nothing about it. I'm just going to say they should do something about it. And when they try to bring something forth to do something about it, I'm not going to go along with it. Little do you know, behind closed doors, they're not going to go along with it. And, you know, I, I try to hesitate from saying white supremacy, right? Um, are there white people that generally don't like black people? Absolutely. 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 But hell, there's black people that don't like black people. You know what I mean? Black people don't <laughs> like themselves. You know what I mean? And it's all conditions of the racism that's been the cancer of America. I think the more acceptable conversation would be implicit bias. Because now it's like, all right, if we go back to, okay, when this thing started, and this was at its core, the motivation, right? We understand at its core back then. And we leave it to, okay, this was the motivation of the people then. This is how it was sort of manifested and evolved to something political now. I think people can sit back and understand that and try to meet in the middle. Um, to say white supremacy is to sit up here and say that these people have a innate hate for blacks and they have this innate sense of superiority. And I don't really think people have it that extreme. I think that we've been conditioned over the course of the years, certain ideologies and practices and processes that have people have a negative connotation towards others automatically. And it cuts both ways. You know what I'm saying? When I'm in public and I see another black man, I have to tell myself, don't size him up. Well, shit, if I'm black and I got to remind myself not to size up my brother and instead like, peace, brother, how, what's up? You know what I mean? And look like there's some camaraderie and communicate, you know, respect. Mm -hmm. If I have to tell myself to do that, well, how much more does a white man have to tell himself when he interacts with not only one black person, but a bunch of black people? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If it's been effective enough for us to be conditioned to sit up here and you know, be like dogs and the, the hair raised on our back when we see another one of us. You know what I mean? Well, how can we expect them to just love? You know what I mean? We it's a, it's a disease that has affected both us and them, you know, when they deal with us. You know what I mean? That's why I was like, I love them. I think that was such a great film. You know what I mean? Because it really showed like the the mask. You know what I mean? I like the 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 husband's character because everybody had a different demon that they dealt with. And the black man, he dealt with uh, like a Sambo type character. So it was, a, it was in blackface. But, you know, it really showed both ways because it was not only the blackface that he as a black man sees when he looks in the mirror, but is also recognizing that when he's not wearing that mask and he's just being a man and confident in himself and his ability as a human being, you know, made an image of God, that even when he's being that, to the others, they're looking at him like this caricature, you know, mm -hmm. whether he's behaving this way or not. You know what I mean? So this mask has been put on our face and we have to entrain ourselves to see it and to take it off and they have to do it too. 
but we ain't gonna do it yelling at each other, telling them that they're white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I, I say I deal with a multitude of races and with the job that I do, and like me and my friends that work together, we we used to go on jobs and we used to get what we call when they look at our work and see the example and they look at us and they're like, y'all did this. And what we were saying, what they really were saying, y'all niggas did this <laughs> for real. <laughs> did that make you mad? No, nah, we just laughed about it because we were like, they don't know no better. <laughs> it's oh, like, man. we talented just like, like the other people are right. like, we feel we might even more talented. But we, right. you got to give the opportunity to us, and then you'll be like, "Oh, because I have clients that that look for me, right? <laughs> that look right. for me, and I'm like, even with the uh, amongst the other races that be, if I'm not there, they call in to see what's going on, <laughs> right? And so now these people might have a genuine." negative implicit bias about black people in general mm-hmm. however they are not white supremacists because they respect you as a man and what you can do and the part that i had to tell myself to get over is when they realize that they hit you with the oh you're not like the others not. right <laughs> that's some very racist shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's extremely racist because i say i know some dumb ignorant White folks, myself. You know what I mean. But you know, I always think like I know, I know a whole bunch of other smart, talented black folks. You know, that take you to a whole community full. You know what I mean. But they don't, they don't grow up with us. You know what I mean. They watch us on TV. Mm-hmm. Their perception of us comes from the media, and because we're still so segregated, hell, our perception of us comes from the media. Because there's a whole bunch of people out there. That's more like um, Chandler from Friends, even though they're very black. You know what I mean. But instead, try to act like, you know what I mean. You know, Doctor Dre, mm-hmm. NWA. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Might not have been in the gang, but I was with the gang. You know what I mean. Uh, or like I give, it, I like to give experiences that I I have. Like I worked the job one time, and I remember my boss distinctively asking me this question. Mm-hmm. And I, when he had asked me that question, I looked up at him and really said, you asking me this? Okay. Because he asked me straight up, and I'm not going to change no words. Because as, as we say, most people, if they came to their job, that job, they would have thought all of us was racist, the way we talk. But he asked me, hey, do you know any nigger Jews? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and I had I sat down look really oh okay so then I came with an answer that he probably didn't think I was gonna come with well technically the original Hebrews are of African descent so therefore most Jews have come from a black heritage <laughs> mm. <laughs> Nigger Jews. <laughs> I mean, that's bad. That's bad. But you know, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. But I say, if you, but if you walk in there, 
you would have thought all of us was because I, I know we talk how we talk. Walk in, I'd be like, hey, what's up, Cracker? <laughs> but, but that was the culture. That was the culture. Because I'm I saying would, that, would, that same person told the owner of the company that I was the best employee that they had. <laughs> you know, and I and I was like, and then the owner was talking to me, and you know, just and I'm just like, hey, cause it's my job. I'm just here to do what I I supposed to do. That's what I get paid to do. Right, <laughs> hey, hey. I would like for us to stop using that word. But you know, I was thinking about, you know, you talked about, you know, he asked you that crazy question and the way y'all talk, but at the same time, he gave you respect and your props and recognized your worth. Um, and didn't have a problem sharing that. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about like, you know, I watched CNBC and Rachel Solomon is one of the melanated um, anchors. You'll see, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, have a little segment or have a little piece on CNBC. Very attractive woman too. So anyway, she was in charge of some report one time, and it talked about the unemployment rate or the wealth gap or some sort of economic disparity between us and white people, right? And I reached out to her. She didn't respond, though. And I, and I really asked her, well, what's the point of these type of stories? You know what I mean? Because your company and many others will periodically broadcast the financial disparities between blacks and whites. However, nobody talks about what created the disparity. And there's never any conversation about really how to close that disparity. And I think that right there is such a huge difference between the Democrats and Republicans because they are both good at highlighting the disparity, but both are incomplete and totally handicapped um, or um, what do you call it when, when you can't get it up? Um, um, what's that word? You, you flash it mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, identifying the cause of the inequality and actually doing something to address that cause. You know what I'm saying? So that right there is like, it, 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 it doesn't matter because when the subject comes up, the Democrats will talk about give us this power and then we'll do this and provide more jobs, more education, stuff like that. And that'll close the gap. And then the Republicans are like, no, um, we going to make sure that, the you know, their conversation is that, you know, we make these, you know, provisions for businesses. And if you're talented enough, you get your shit together, you take advantage, you know, you jump in the game and get it, get in where you fit in. But we ain't going to do nothing for you. You know what I mean? So that's why I say they're both, you know, I thought about that as you were talking because God respects you, gave you your props and everything. And I was like, they're both like the Republicans and Democrats. Here's a disparity, here's a problem, but nobody's going to address the reason why. Figure it out, black people. Figure it out. And that's what, uh, you know, we have discussed this before, that we have to become an independent party. and But there's some, some drawbacks by by being independent, you don't get to vote in certain elections that that happens. And what we have to do is figure out how as becoming an independent, how to force the states, because it's up to the states, if we vote or not, to force the states 
into letting us vote in these and those situations. That was on the ballot last time. Mm-hmm. That option was on the ballot last time when it came to I think the governor and a couple other seats. Um to say an independent, you know, could, you know, participate or, you know, in this election, but most people voted, said no. But here's the thing though, the Republicans that I know were told by their people that they look up in the Republican party, the speaking points were to say, no, don't open it up. The Democrats gave their base the same instruction. Mm -hmm. No, not to open it up. Could they lose power that way? Right. You know what I mean? So you say so because you ask like, how do we get make it happen? Well, mm-hmm. some force raised up enough money and got enough signatures to actually have it on the ballot. Mm-hmm. But the powers that be simply told their bases, don't vote for it for these contrived reasons, these speaking points, and it killed it. It mm-hmm. killed. It killed. And I I think what it is too that we didn't have enough people out to campaign that this was on the ballot and, and and why and why you should vote yes on it because then it money yeah that's what i was gonna say you got to have the lobbyists to do that well, because once you do that you they 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 understand hey this is a fundamental a fundamental reason why you should do it because it opens up the power structure Who's going to pay for the lobbyists? So that requires some sort of organization. Mm-hmm. And maybe the people that create the organization are genuine and pure, and they want to get the message out. Maybe they have their own agenda. I don't know. That's why it's like, for me, while not saying we don't need politicians, and we, you know, I'm not saying stop voting or nothing like that, I think that for us, mm-hmm. us, we need to put our own independence first and think about ourselves, our family, and our brethren as a people mm-hmm. before we even metastasize into this new power structure or this base. You know what I mean? Because when more people are sufficient and independent, you know. If imagine if everybody out there had, you know, five thousand dollars just disposable cash that they could sit up here and like, hmm, just got five grand, I can do whatever I want with it. I don't need it to pay my bills, I don't need it to take care of my kids. The election's coming up. I'm gonna put it towards a campaign. Well, if I got five and you got five, chef got five, you know what I mean? Other people you you know and I know got five. Well, we got a hundred thousand dollars now. You know what I mean? So if we decide, even though without being public, without going to the newspaper, if we decide we're going to put up $100,000 and here's a local election coming up and we're going to help try to push somebody through, then we, therefore, can create this lobbyist movement. We can donate to the campaign. We can sit up here and get some influence. We can get invited to dinners and we can start meeting individuals. And if we want to form a super PAC, well, if we have 5,000 disposable income, Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're there financially, then hey, well, how long is it going to take for you to get another five? You know what I mean? Then people, regular people, can begin to do things. You know what I'm saying? But as long as we have nothing and we got no chips, we can't sit at the table. And we're dependent on charity. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what you we were expecting the people with the power to give us education and information and 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 uh, and the resources to take the power away from them. Hey, hey, that's why they didn't want us to read. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and now at this point, if you want to keep a secret, put it in writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they go read no way. <laughs> you know what I mean? It gotta be on social media for them to read it. Right, 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 right. And then that's a whole game because I got my social media account and I got 500,000 bots ready to like my shit. You know what I mean? So you're going to think this argument's very popular and there must be something going wild. You know what I mean? I'm paying for another 100,000 comments. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's say when we we coming to this end of this and we lost Irie. I'm going to have to say we're going to have to continue this conversation because it is getting uh, um, to that, that hour. Um, we got to um, let me um, tell the people that if they looking for Irie, um, he was having technical difficulties this evening and we lost his signal and he couldn't get back on. And my, my dog says hello to everyone. <laughs> She's not asleep this evening. As you can see, not in the background snoring. <laughs> That's right. I did hit a dog snoring. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, you have anything to um, tell the people where they can find you, Detron? Um, well, you can find me on social media. My name, Detron Peoples. Um, had to go private. So if you're a real person, um, if you want to talk money, that's my game. In financial services so whether you want to do some financial planning or review some you know stuff that you already have in place um retirement related or whatever you want to buy a house you know we have mortgage brokers as well so pretty much almost whatever you need we can probably get it done for you so just look me up by my name d-e-t-r-o-n-e peoples facebook or instagram instagram i think is detron underscore p i think is me and if you're a real person and you want to follow me I'll follow you back or you can send me a message. And if you're a real person, we can chat and meet. Everything is via Zoom. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to close this on. This has been a, another episode of The Bridge. Catch us next week. Until then, peace. More power to the people. <laughs> All right.